Why do you want to have a baby so bad? I got a lot of love to give. And right now, my only outlet is my ham radio. It's the Low Score Podcast. And now, here's Bobby and Jay. Fast day three. Adam has already checked out because he put down his microphone. I'm right here. I told you to be engaged. That's, hey guys, how was Magfest Day Three, everybody? It was fantastic. Good. We jammed wind. Oh, that's really the story. Yeah. <laughs> so if you missed it, this you missed breaking it, news. Breaking news. Breaking news from Magfest. Reporter, reporter Jay on the street. So if you remember, there was a Windjammers tournament scheduled for today, which we knew all along. Thursday we come in, nothing. Just there, we found a Windjammers machine is off. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, we found a machine with Windjammers on it, but it was busted. Now today, I got a hot text. A hot tip. A hot text. You sprung out of bed, ran downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I've been up for a while, and I was just laying in bed, and I was trying to figure out what to do. And Tim Ekebis texted me. He's like, hey, just let you know, Windjammers is working. Boom. I was like, all right, I'll be down in a minute. So I, 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 actually, the I actually assumed that something went off in your head when you felt that a Windjammers machine had been set up and there was no prompting, but that <laughs> you had a kind of instinct for it and you found it. Windjammers. Yeah. Can you guys back up and explain why you're so excited about Windjammers? Sure. Uh, Windjammers is a Neo Geo game that they recently have been playing a bunch on GiantBomb.com. So in multiple streams that they've been doing, they... Uh, just playing it, and it looks like they, a really fun game. They so. have a lot of, of formatted shows that just kind of whatever. They have a show called Unprofessional Fridays where they can just kind of play whatever they want, new or old. They did a 24-hour Child's Play stream, and on both of those occasions, they keep coming back to Windjammers. Like, over the 24 hours, they started with Windjammers. They, like, played through all of Halo Reach. And they were like, oh, more Windjammers? I don't know. Yeah. Like it's just become this thing. So it's their palate cleanser, almost? It's kind of a palate cleanser, but it's also... It's a super simple game that if you play like one or two games, you instantly understand right. like the core mechanics. And I and felt that way earlier today. Absolutely. Yep. Um, but it's also surprisingly deep, like with the different characters and levels and stuff. So it has a high degree of replayability. It's easy to get people in. It's difficult to get sick of because the games move so fast and yeah. you can quickly pass controllers around. Um, so I think it just kind of naturally lends themselves to that turn- to that kind of format. And it also, you know... In, especially something like Unprofessional Fridays where they're often like showing off some new indie game they played or, hey, I've always wanted to play this old Castlevania game. There's a lot of discussion about the game itself. Windjammers is entertaining to watch and also allows for everybody to kind of step back and relax and just kind of chat about whatever. Yeah. So it's a very good like thing to have on in a when, video when, format like that. When you talk about the easy to learn, and but there's still a lot of depth to it, I was asking one of the guys today who I was playing against, so well, so, where did you learn about this? And he goes, actually, you know, it's been big in the fighting scene, fighting game scene that for a while. Perfect sense. Yep. yep. And I was like, that that explains like yeah. where these people you know got it from. Um, but there was there was like a guy there at the tournament this morning who's like, yeah, I remember playing this game back in the arcade, like when it first came out. Right. Like, yeah. Good for you. It has a lot of uh, cult value as a very '90s game. Oh yeah. Very. It has an aesthetic 
uh, of kind of beaches and muscles and sunglasses and uh, neon colors that yeah. I think to us looks great. And, and cyborg arms. And cyborg yes. arms. Yeah. yeah. So there were a bunch of people at the tournament today who were wearing like bright neon windbreakers. With acid wash jeans yep. and like, yeah, like old Nikes. Yeah. Like they were full on 90s. Like a good purple Oakley uh, windbreaker. So, so how did the tournament go for you guys? Great. Yeah, we should we should we should kind of back up and fill it. So, Bobby, you figured well, you, you found we should the, describe the game. You found we found the machine. Yeah, okay. So, oh, so what is Windjammers? Okay, uh, some of us. Windjammers is basically like it's like a tennis game where you throw a frisbee back and forth, but it can bounce off the walls. So it's kind of like it's it's more like pong than actual tennis, though. Sure, because, but it plays like a virtual tennis. Yes, it it's fast and frenetic. Um, you you can move around the entire court like you can in tennis. Yeah. You need to actually catch the, the need, there's an action to catch the ball. You can't just block it, but you score by getting past the other player and the entire like left or right half of the screen is a big points. Yeah, big goal. It reminded me of Super Dodgeball, which is a okay. very different game in some ways, but has kind of strong people throwing balls and things at each other right. with. Great force. And, and that same kind of, like, supercharged move. Yeah. I bought Super Dodgeball today, by the way. Uh, I know. Hey. It's right behind his well, I was, head. I was yes. saying for the people who hey, are listening. did you guys know that he but, bought Super Dodgeball today? <laughs> but the good news is we went, we went from no Windjammers to you found a Windjammers. They started up a second Windjammers for the tournament, and mm. I've just been two Windjammers machines going. Yeah. The one is way better than the other. They've got a guy down there gutting cabinets and installing Windjammers on the fly. There's oh. going to be 73 by tomorrow. That sounds <gasps> outstanding. Hashtag MAGFest Windjammers 2013. He's hashtag. called Windjammer Lammy. Yeah. Mm. It's really nice. It's a bad joke. There was a guy when Jay and I were, so Jay and I were up against each other in the first round of this tournament, and there was a oh. guy standing next to us just cranking out jam-based <laughs> puns the entire oh, time. Man. Nope. No, that's horrible. <laughs> so <laughs> that's good. good. Super distracting. I tried to make a joke about working at Smuckers when we were playing. And you did. Fly. It was successful. <laughs> you can apologize for it, but it was successful. I apologize for nothing. So, Adam, as someone who doesn't or hadn't seen this game before and then hearing our enthusiasm based on watching people on the internet play it, how does it hold up to you? What do you oh, think of it's it? It's a super fun game. I'm surprised that it's actually fun. I was more curious about it, but like they can sometimes be into they being weird shit, some yeah. weird shit. It is legitimately excellent. Yeah, it's really easy to play. Super easy to play. I can I can definitely see beautiful like retro fun big, aesthetic big sprites. Yeah, colors, big scores. Super super. <laughs> Do I need to hold my mic closer? Yeah, I think it's just a little closer. <laughs> okay, not like that though. Don't put don't put it in your oh mouth. God. Don't. Put, it's really yeah, big. Yeah, You'll break your jaw. I don't know that the okay. game is worth. Uh, wearing acid wash jeans and showing up in a windbreaker for that's, I don't know that level of dedication is pretty good. That's a little intense for I don't know. I guess it works. It's fine. I liked it. I I liked it. I considered it was like I could eBay a jacket like no, that for like fourteen dollars. Yeah. Yeah. But then, but that's that's their <laughs> thing though. Like, what if I showed up next year wearing that and I'm like the lonely guy? Like, You'd hey, be a poser. Can I be in your Can I be in your wind jamming club? Can I jam some wind with you fellas? And then, oh, they'd make me. That haze me. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be good because I cannot drink uh, bathroom products like I used to. The old stomach can't handle it. Ew. So you're you're thinking you have to drink Jano, Drano, right? Like yeah, Drano? yeah, chug Drano. Because when you join a frat, you have to chug Drano. Duh. Hey, Plurge. How do they know you're serious? Hey, hey, you want to join a frat? Chug Drano. You gotta drink that, jam. You gotta drink jam. jammers. Yeah. Is, that a, is yeah. that a real it's thing? It's easy as a breeze. Yeah. Is that a real thing? To drink no, Drano, no. In, in college, in college, the the joke was, "Hey, Pledge." You want to drink some Drano? Oh, That's what we thought yeah. frats were oh, like. Because okay. right. obviously none of us were in frats. So, yep. yeah. Obviously. Hey, Pledge. 
Wanna do some Drano? Drano? Hey, Drano. Pledge. Hey, Pledge. Hey, Pledge. Hey. Wanna play some Windjammers? Yeah, play Windjammers. You gotta Drano. dress up for Windjammers. Yeah. Right, we gotta put on your pajamas for Windjammers. You guys wanna smoke weed behind <gasps> toilets? Alright. You can sell them food now. It's in food in Colorado. You guys wanna engage in some vaguely slash extremely homoerotic activities? Okay. Okay. I.e. Windjammers. I.e. Windjammers. Do you guys wanna make a sci fi game based on essentially one scene in Top Gun? Because <laughs> 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 that's another way to think about Windjammers. I like it. <laughs> well, what else did we do today? We had a, our panel, the Paratex panel. panel. Yes. We had a panel about Paratex, a uh, more academic panel. Uh, in the morning, well attended, I think. Really good audience. Uh, really great audience, I thought. Um, yeah, you guys had great questions. Yeah. Like, really good engagement. One cool question that uh, our friend Mackie asked me afterwards was talking about the scarcity of certain Paratex and the idea of, like, collecting Paratex to contribute to your knowledge, but then... Like, you're taking away from other people. So, you know, if there's, like, a limited run of some special edition of something, then that paratext is inaccessible. Well, so, the, way, the way that one of the people was talking about it, uh, the, the woman who was uh, talking about Metroid, she used the phrase, my game or your game. And so, in a, in a way, what that panel was kind of leading toward is that when we all play a game, we all have a very different experience of it. Mm-hmm. And paratexts help explain how your version of playing FX6 is different than my version of playing FX6. Yeah. You know, so... It was really refreshing to hear about all those moments. And then surprising commonalities. I shared a story about having a strategy guide before actually owning a game. And it turns out that was a resonant thing with a lot of people. So, Resonant horror. Resonant horror. So I had, uh, to hide it to podcast, kind of an interesting question related to your guys' talk. So there was an album that came out this year by Ockerville River called The Silver Gymnasium. Mm-hmm. And it is the the lead singer. Like they've read about weird stuff, but it's very personal, like about his childhood growing up in 1986. And there's a lot of like paratextual stuff around the album. So if you bought the physical copy, it came with a map of his home that like he had like drawn the lyrics on, and it was very interesting to like look at. It's like a real map, but very cartoony, and okay. like he had kind of not drawn to scale, like enlarged the pieces that are interesting. He they had made a cassette version of the album to like highlight the the eightiesness of it. They made like a Sierra style video game with like chiptune music of the album tracks that you could listen to. Hmm. Wow. Uh, that was really interesting. But then it's like kind of spun out of control. So then after the, the album is very successful and well-reviewed, I liked it a lot. Then he's like kickstarting a movie based on the stories <laughs> in the album. And so that kind of became to me like, okay, at this point, what is the, the text at this yeah. point? Or yes. is this some like weird like... Transmedia property. I am really like... That, that's evolved trans. This guy's like, I'm really obsessed with my childhood and have a lot of issues to work out. So I'm just going to keep making the same story again and I again. Mean, he's creating a mini universe. It's, right. It, it, at a certain point, the paratext model isn't useful because you have... I mean, the, the example that uh, our friend Sean brought up earlier was Star Wars. Right. It's hard to reduce totally. to a set of core texts. Star Wars is this sort of transmedia mesh of various things. It sounds like he's got ambitions toward creating a kind of world. I think know? so, too. I mean, like, the the physical album stuff, and, and he very deliberately, like, you cannot find an image of that map online. He, like... Doesn't like, want to does, there. He's like, no, this is very much like there's very specific references in the album to like physical stuff like mm-hmm. Atari games or taping songs off the radio and like the song gets cut off and you like want to give it to your friends and stuff. Right. Um, but but you like look at things like like the game, which I'm sure is promotional. They want to sell copies of the album and stuff. Right. But it is a really long like browser based game. Like it takes hours and hours to beat. It's wow. a long adventure game. Like you yeah, can sure save it was your commissioned progress. from like a real developer. It, mu- it must it must have been commissioned. It's not the yeah. world's best game or anything, right. but it's not some like hack together thing that's mm-hmm. just like, oh, let's put this on our website to be... Change some skins. Right, yeah. exactly. Now, is your Paratext panel, given that there were so many 
conversations people had about personal experiences and personal experiences with games themselves coloring those game experiences. Does that mean the panel that you guys hosted today has become a paratext onto itself? Well, actually, that came. Uh, I acknowledged that at one moment in answering questions. Is that uh, talking about fandom and discourse? Right. We were another layer of kind of discourse on top of how one thinks about the games one has played. Right. So in a general way, but then specifically, you could argue that by virtue of talking about my Super Mario Brothers three narrative that. The panel I just did is on some level a kind of paratextual frame that I now understand Super Mario Brothers three as. So when I play that game tomorrow, probably in the uh, the gaming room, I am going to think about the ways in which I talked about it the day before, and that's even if it doesn't totally change my interpretation of the game, it's going to contribute to how I feel about it. It's like a meta paratext. It is a meta a meta para. That's a parrot text. <laughs> what about um, another example I thought of was the, do you guys know about the year walk and the year walk companion? It's amazing. So explain that to no. me. Year walk is a like paid adventure game for iOS and it, there's a free companion app that you, you can or cannot download whatever. And at its front, it looks like kind of short encyclopedia like articles to some of the like races and history and stuff. But then there's a place where it says like, the um the professor's like journal um and you put it there's like a four digit code or whatever you're spoiling the end of your walk i am yeah but i but i don't know so anyway there's i'll I'll, I'll be more i can be more vague (laughs) no 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 it's there's a companion app that's separate from the game that you can get for free that you can get free in the game at points the game acknowledges the existence of the other app and tells you ways to interact with it that were not immediately apparent that then unlocks stuff like going to that is a bunch of other stuff you can read and learn to then apply back to the main game and like oh, unlock big new stuff and get the true ending. Look, okay. look at my phone. See, they have Ying Yang Colors, the actual app, and then the companion app looks like this. Some people like say you have to have. Oh, did I turn the? That's the sound. So you like you can read these passages and whatnot. You have to. Some people say, oh, it's meant to be played on a iPhone and an iPad simultaneously. You should have one in one hand and yes, the other I've, in the other. I've heard that as well. Which you don't, because you can put them both on the same device. And just switch back and, and just forth. And kind of switch of back and forth. And when you're playing the game Night Walk, which is a year, year walk, walk, which is absolutely phenomenal, by the by, that um, you, you don't, it's not like you have to ping back and forth constantly. It's the mm-hmm. kind of thing where you play the game and then there's a couple of aha moments where you use it. And if you read it all through once, it introduces you to the characters and lore of the story world. Which makes you appreciate a lot more when you see the horse come out of the river. You're like, oh, this is the horse man that takes care of the dead babies. Right. So suddenly you know like why you're collecting dead well, babies. Well, the, the theme of this MAGFest for me, and it's born out of your street, uh, street pass things, is games that interact with other things in unexpected ways. Yes. So I don't know if I could, not knowing much about this, if I could pick it apart the way we did in the panel. But it's that combination of properties in tandem creating different experiences that seems to be a very fertile new way forward in game experience. Yes, and um, it falls somewhere in the zone. What makes it so awesome is it takes elements from uh, pre-existing like paratext culture, a lot of which would be the physical element of that, the and, tangible... And, and a lot of which is disappearing, yes. which we talked about. But there's right. resurgence for it in different ways, which is really amazing. You have people 
crafting things and, and like you guys were talking about Kickstarter rewards where the tiers are I want the actual physical piece for right. various reasons mixed with this transmedia sensibility of multiple platforms simultaneously mixed with kind of the geographic and social nature of things like uh, the Facebook app or Street Pass on the DS type things and all these are combining in really cool well, ways I think the anxiety Jay was voicing just now is that there's a certain manageable level of the synergy there's a certain understandable kind of building you can do from one sort of urtext source text into something bigger. Sure. But the fear is that that could get so big at some point that you can never possibly experience even a, a fraction of what is offered by something you like. So you like this album a lot, but the idea could be that this album could leave you behind because it's just so involved in so much. Right? right, exactly. And as much as I like the album and the story, like he's kickstarting a movie, no interest. Right. Like, right. Well, then it, then you get to the point of like you can look at an app designed by three people that's meant to stand alone by itself versus Star Wars, right? Right. Are right. you going to say Star Wars is crap because you you can never read every Star Wars book and comic without devoting your no. life to yeah. it? Yeah. Or because I've read like, I've read, I've read <laughs> crum- yeah. or because I've read crummy Star Wars novels or comics, and and that in some right. way it feels like they're just expanding for expansion's sake, or sure. you know. So that detracts. From, but is there a point? It, it does like, not detract from my enjoyment of the movies. Okay. So I, it's like, is there a point? It's it's like beer, right? It's like your micro macro brews. Like, uh-huh. is it is it going to start getting upsetting when we get to large batches? There, there may be a Paratex bubble that pops at some point. I, I feel like Paratex. I see, what it, I see what you're saying, though. I I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but I'm sure that there's something that I hold dear that if they started contributing like crap textual material, paratextual material to it, that I would feel some sort of like anxiousness uh, and rejection of that stuff that would color my experience, like. It doesn't even need to be paratextual. We were talking on the last podcast about um, if you like like the single-player portion of a game but don't engage with the multiplayer or vice versa. Yeah. Um, or or either don't engage with one or the other or think that one is inferior or just straight up bad. That mm-hmm. doesn't really impact your experience you had with the other yeah, right. That's what you're saying about that. It was about the GTA review, right? Like, it, was, that's... It, was, it was about – it was about right. It was specifically yeah. about GTA how um, – uh, I know you're a huge online fan. Boo. Yeah, but yeah, you shouldn't like but say, whether, oh, if I had judged played but, more of this, but here's I would the thing: change my your experience with GTA it. Online, either tremendous or horrible or meh, doesn't have any bearing on the single player. Bingo, right? Absolutely, it, and it should it, be changing it, numbers, right? Your reasons. your love of the online shouldn't make you like or dislike more exactly. or less the single player. It we're, but seems strange to not stray off the what we're getting at with the um, kind of multi-platform content. The idea of having these these things i'm trying to think of properties like we're talking about where they have expanded and i think it gets really blurry paratex is a great concept for looking at things especially a video game lens and then i feel like it bleeds into this gray transmedia zone yeah. which is it's that's a problematic well, term the, the too that people why are afraid to use it's a term that only has so much purchase power right now is that it's a term that got thought about a lot in relation to novels and and books and and the idea was that novels, especially a kind of arty novel, a non-serious novel, a kind of nineteenth-century Flaubert or something, you can look at that as an autonomous object in a way that you cannot look at Pokemon as an autonomous object. Pokemon and- is so many things. Uh, Madame Bovary, on one level, is the three hundred and sixty-eight pages between two pieces of slightly stronger paper. And the reason that we brought the book example up early on in the panel is that. In a way, you can kind of atomize a book in a way that you can't atomize Star Wars or Pokemon. And that what I'm kind of getting at is that 
eventually it may be a totally inadequate term because there'll be so many things to think about, but hopefully I won't be alive for a world where I just can't keep track of things I like. <laughs> I don't well, want to live in a world that doesn't have well, paratext. But, but right. for yeah, a cheesy example, too, like the cover of a book, like is that part of the book? Probably well, in, in uh, this that case, would be no, because the idea is that the text yes. is the sort of words that are the narrative that aren't the chapter headings that Definitely. aren't the table but context. that's the first thing you right. engage but, with right. with the book so, the so it's a very complicated right. so, well the point is oftentimes the first way we encounter a text is through a paratext mm-hmm. and that's something that's mm-hmm. in the book I mentioned in the panel the, or like a movie poster right, or the a Jonathan, trailer yeah so the Jonathan Gray book shows sold separately points out very astutely that almost everything we encounter we have some kind of filter going into it either it's recommended to us we see a poster we read a review something but it a is, recommendation wouldn't be a paratext it can be. Well, I think one of the points is that discourse about a thing colors how we perceive the thing when we read oh, it or see it. Oh, well, okay. Fair enough. There's a van full of people speeding down the highway listening to um, Counting Crows, Mr. Jones, yeah. crashes into a tree. They all live. Is that car crash? Like, now whenever they hear Mr. Jones, they're going to think of that. Are you making a bad paralysis joke? No, I'm saying... Can, like, that kind of physical happening be paratext well, it, well, for it, that half yeah, well, a dozen people? Well, here's the thing, though. In a way, yes, because you're, whenever you hear Mr. Jones, you'll think of a car crash. Right. Which is not part of Mr. Jones, per se. On the other hand, you can maybe argue no, depending yeah, on the definition. closer to use. a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, th- I, think, I think one of the hopes I had, and, and a discussion I had with this guy, Jed, afterward, really drove it home for me, is that it's a... It really depends on the shared definitions you come up with. And in that way, it's a very academic question because it's like, well, classifying anything is a really academic thing, right? And then trying to say this is or is not something is like an incredibly academic thing. And I think the idea we just wanted to get out there was that video games are not just some pure platonic thing that lives in some ideal mental capacity. It's a kind of messy thing that's a lot of experiences shared together that – we realize that we have a very personal version of a game whenever we think of a game. Right. So that that was the hope. And 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 the fact that we're still talking about it is great because usually we're like, well, we're done with that. We're not talking about that anymore, you know? I think, too, it can happen. Again, I don't know if this is paratextual, but talking about games like Gone Home or The Last of Us, where people's – the way people talk about that game or write about it or whatever is at a, a level of, I don't know, enjoyment or appreciation that is so crazy high – I almost feel like that can't help but detract from your own experience of the game. Well, especially reading about Gone Home a lot, which I think is a fascinating game. I've st- I haven't played it. I've read thousands of words about it. Uh huh. Um, which that's first of all, that's a good sign. That game has such cachet right now. That yes. that game has such momentum, partially because it has good cultural politics. It is a game that is inclusive of people who aren't in games a lot of times. Yes. But then it gets difficult, and I think you guys have acknowledged this in things you've talked about, about thinking about it as just a game, that you remove the layer of its uh, ambition in cultural politics terms. Mm-hmm. I think it's a first-person you know not-shooter, right. which I think that is the part, like, actually at the end of the day that makes people and, 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 jaws drop, even and, though that's not what people are writing about. Right. That's the thing that's remarkable, because it's... It, it's a an intentional bait and switch, yeah. which is actually some of the stuff I like. It, it's the fact that it's not only is it not a or a first person not shooter, yeah, but it is a first person not shooter that actually works. And that actually and works. And that and because, because it's surprising right. that you will spend that amount of time in that game, which is like look. It's a game where you look at stuff exactly, and so that's what I think people are excited about. The game itself is absolutely very good, but there's a promise. 
that it delivers on this kind of idea that games can be more than you know very violent, very male oriented games. But should they the, be? And it's the first one that actually yeah, delivers. I, I mean, I like those type of games a whole lot, but um, it's the first type of game that. I feel like I could give to somebody who doesn't play yes. a lot of games and be like, interact with this. Yeah. I think you will get a lot out of Walking uh, Dead Season actually, 1. I think that if you gave that game to someone who doesn't play a lot of games, they would be extraordinarily lost. Give them they, Walking yes. Dead. Like, Walking Dead Season 1. But Walking Dead, so, no, so walk, Walking Dead is an okay example of that, but it's still very violent. It's very genre heavy. Okay. Um, as excellent as it is, I don't think it breaks Missed. much of a mold. Give them mist. Give, mist is extremely hard. Give them clacks, and if they say no, give them ghosts and goblins, because <laughs> that will destroy their interest <laughs> in video games. I don't like clacks. Clacks are stupid. We sports. Really... We sports resort. Yeah. Give how them. About, how about Red Scott. Dead Redemption? Yeah. Right. Game of the generation? Question mark. <laughs> Mass close, Effect Two. Give them America's Test Kitchen for DS. Let's and get now, cooking. Now Let's get talking. cooking. Now, now guys, we're talking. now we're talking. Gosh, if only there was Christopher Kimball audio in that game, <laughs> just complaining about stuff. He'd be like, "You're doing it wrong. Don't don't look at the camera." I like I need, this butter I, better. I need to bring you, or you know, just next time you're at a bookstore, mm-hmm. just do me a favor. Go get a copy of Cook's Illustrated. Open it to the first page and read it. Is it his editor? Out loud, it's, no it's, matter it's, what it's, bookstore. You can read it out loud. It's, um, it's Christopher Gable's editorial. He just writes about whatever the fuck he wants. And it's always some like pastoral nonsense that I'm certain he's lying about like 100% <laughs> of the time. Because if everything he says is true, he's lived like 1,800 lifetimes. <laughs> like it makes no sense. Like like his childhood must have, must have been the most, most rich experiences – he has neighbors that could do everything you possibly imagine. Is he from Lake Wobegon? Yeah. He is from Vermont. He's basically like, like basically Wobegon. like basically yeah. like Wobegon. Yeah, but but it, it is such it is it's definitely like a train wreck. It's so bad and eye rolling, but I can't look away. Every time I get a new one, I'm like read. I'm like, what's the newest one? What Christmas nonsense is he talking about this week? You know, it's like much, the movie Christmas in Connecticut. Tell like me about Mr. the joy Jones. of breeding sheep and the life lessons it taught you. Oh. They tell each other fairy tales. It is, it is almost the beautiful woman. It rarely has anything to do with cooking, and it's so out of place. In a the rest of the magazine is wildly serious, like <laughs> he, he probably very highbrow. He I probably bet, pre-writes them and then kind of. I, I, I think he must. It's only yeah. the, it's a, it's bi-monthly, so there's only six of them a year. But bi-monthly because you want to buy it monthly. Hey, mm. give me some money. We anyway, all want he, something beautiful. I am like kind of obsessed with Christopher Kimball. I'm like, how does this man exist? What does he do? How he wishes he were beautiful. Yeah, he does. So, uh, you know, we spent some time playing Windjammers and doing a panel. I got a an, a relic of some kind. I got a... Oh, yeah. yeah. This well, is cool. I want, I want to talk about it a bit because it's a strange thing. I got a... <laughs> it's by a company called At Games that has really seized upon Sega losing the rights to a lot of their games. At Games. At Games. Um... It is a portable handheld that autonomously has 30 built-in Sega games, um, and they are entirely Master System and Game Gear games. Um, I've never owned either of those consoles. Yeah, me neither. I have uh, purchased many of the Genesis games that are in the collections that are on Amazon and Steam right now, so I was never a Sega kid. Loved the opportunity to cheaply get back up on my Sega, learn Mm -hmm. some of the games. And this has a lot of really cool things. I've only played it for about an hour so far. But a lot of the Sonic games and Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine and things like that are 
Game Gear games that I know are actually good. I know Game Gear is a system that doesn't have a great reputation. And then the Sega Master System is what I'm really excited about because there's a, a lot of franchises that never really went anywhere. Fantasy Zone is a big one, and also the Alex Kidd games are on this. I saw there's a Golden Axe for the Master System. I'd be curious to hmm. see how that plays. I love the original right. Golden Axe. I played it for a bit, and it's surprisingly like the Genesis Golden Axe. The graphics aren't as high-resolution and you don't have as many options. You only get one playable character. Okay. But the level design for the parts I was able to play is the same. So, actually, the Sega Master System, in retrospect, is a pretty impressive system. Um, the NES justifiably won that generation. Yeah. But the Sega Master System has a lot of undiscovered gems that I'm happy to learn about now. So, Does, was the original Fantasy Star on Master is, System? Is on Master System, yeah. Okay. And that's available... On the uh, Fantasy Star collection on Game Boy Advance, which is a great collection, too. Yes, I would like that. Because the uh, the Genesis versions of the Fantasy Star games are crazily expensive. And mm-hmm. uh, the fact that you can get all of them for a song, last time I It's a cool little piece of hardware, too. It's a little smaller than the original Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to have... Like, I was thinking how cool it would be to have a Super Nintendo that right. basically that size. Well, oh, my gosh. Now, yes. the uh, the hardware for NES Super Nintendo and a lot of those old systems is out of copyright. So, you yeah. can buy things like Retron 5s, whatever. Exactly. What's nice about this is onboard games. Yeah. So, there are there are them for Sega Genesis. And, uh, you know, I look forward to really having a chance to go back and even play two or three minutes of games that I've just read about and seen maybe in passing. But if I had a Retron with a screen that I could Carry uh, legally load... Well, public domain ROMs onto, that'd then you'd be saying, cool. yeah. that would be amazing, yeah. Well, I don't know why, I mean, it seems like a missed opportunity, we've talked about this, and this is not a unique idea, like some subscription service for old games, mm-hmm. like I will pay $10 a month for access to, to thousands of games, to, you know, NES and SNES and Genesis mm-hmm. and Game Boy and older. <laughs> so every once in a while, when someone here says that they're going down to the game room, I think of the Xbox Live, like, our game room arcade thing. <laughs> and I'm like, you're gonna. What do you? Why do you want to see that? Oh, right. No, there's a, a room of games. Therefore, it's called game room. Jay is doing the uh, the game room. Jesus, he's looking at you. Oh no, no, he's looking at me. Game room, Jesus, because game room was constantly busted, and every time you went in, when it like late game, everybody was in your room was just frozen like that. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, the, this is my first uh, video game purchase at MAGFest in a while. I usually just buy music and uh, clothing items. So Nice. Wow, I've been coming to MAGFest for a while, and I'm like, let's buy some games. I, I bought some stuff today. Yeah, you bought some good stuff. Um, so I bought a Tiger handheld for electronic baseball, a little LCD game. I had that game as a kid. Did yeah. you? Yep. Tiger, everybody want to pass his cats. <laughs> Tiger, uppercut. Um, like I said, I bought Super Dodgeball. Um, I bought Romance of the Three Kingdoms, Flight of the Intruder, which I can... It's, these carts are wet. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Flight of the Intruder, which I assume is a uh, fighter jet game. And then I bought this game called Shinjen the Ruler. Yeah. And it has a samurai warrior on the front, and then it also has um, three cards that have... Uh, acronyms for things that are in the game, I assume. It's almost like an instruction manual like printed directly on the the cartridge itself. It's almost like you found the best paratextual type thing you could get in a cart. Oh my god, yes! Oh. So that's right. a great... Let's ask if we can host the panel again tomorrow. Great choice. Um, and we had Tasty Burgers today. Elevation Burgers, Ooh, always burgers. good burgers. We went at 5 o'clock, and thank god we did. Yep. yep. Oh. 
Because we were like, oh, it's kind of crowded already, but not too bad. And then again, like 15 minutes later, jam-packed. Mm-hmm. Wind jam-packed. Wind, jam- Wind jam-packed. Wow. I've walked around the dealer's room a couple times now, kind of with the goal of, like, I would get something. And I don't know, I don't know what I would get. Like... Nothing is especially. Yeah, I, there's a lot of things that like are okay, but I'm like I don't specifically have any collections of it. Like I like having old stuff, I suppose, but I don't. Right. Yeah, I like don't for like. me, it's like what what NES games don't I have that I can afford? Sure. Um. Yeah, let's like I think about t-shirts. I'm like, well, I yeah. have a lot of t-shirts, and I have a lot of t-shirts, and a lot of them are too obvious. Yeah, and I don't mean like I would not want to wear a video game shirt around. Yeah, but, but like a uh, Koopa shell with wings on it is an instantly recognizable thing, and you just wouldn't want exactly. a shirt like that. I have there, so there was a shirt <laughs> that um, says on the front it says employee number four twenty seven, which I think is a great shirt. But then on the back it says the Stanley Parable, really uh, big. I'm like, you ruined the shirt. That's terrible. Yeah, like that's the that. worst. Like no, yeah. just don't. No, stop. No, done. End it. Especially since it's not like made by the Stanley Parable people, it's not a promotional device right. or something. It it does kind of weird me out that people are just selling all of this stuff with video game material on it, like there unlicensed. Seems to be yeah, no if repercussion. You, no. If you want video game or Firefly shirts, apparently that's a big yeah. thing. I don't know. Look, I'll, I like Firefly a lot, but I don't know why that's the thing. Like it seems like there are there are shirts and mugs and stuff. Yeah, that's certainly not going to complain. I've seen more Doctor Who's here than I ever have. A before. lot of Doctor Who's. Yeah, they had the fourth I, I, Doctor. That's always pretty. I good. don't know what I, don't, I have no idea what that means. I prefer to call him Doctor Whom. What? I started watching some Doctor Who. It's it's good. It's I, a fun I, show. I yeah, watched it's totally the, fun. Like it's not the world's best thing, but it's super. A fun. lot of it is like narrative nonsense, but yeah, it's fun. I it, keep seeing those blue foam boots, and I think it's pretty retardous. shut it down. <laughs> it scratches that same like. When when Star Trek let itself get a little goofy, that it because it, it's episodic and very goofy, and they have a license to create any world they want. Right? It's, yeah, it's a, it's a that, good. That's it's why a good I like stick. Sliders. Sliders is like Sliders was amazing. Sliders was amazing. Yeah, with the Reverend. Yes, and we so we've also uh, had today the first presence of the Astronomers Conference at the oh, yeah. Conference Hotel. Um, I've also been thinking of them as astrologers, which is a very different thing. But the astronomers are about uh, what parts of the hotel are they in? I haven't ventured really into their area. The other parts. Okay, just not where Magfest is? Yeah, not where Magfest is. Okay, They're not overlapping. There remain the uh, families here to see the great ice sculptures and the poor tourists who picked the wrong weekend to be at the National Harbor. Yeah. But overall, I think a good day. Uh, we attended Robot Brains and Robot Bodies, a podcast Hosted by our friends at x Studios, um, which was, you know, fun experience. I've never listened to it before, I, I'm ashamed to admit. But. It, it's fun because they are able to, because they're just doing voice work, like, they're able to be, like, much more dirty and not have to worry about moving the scene forward. Like, they can make reference to the fact that, you know, they, they don't exactly know where they want to go with something or they call each other a shithead or... Right. Well, the, my favorite thing they've done for years has been uh, a series of... Of kind of audio plays called Victakai. It's a, a hard-boiled detective character they created. It's based on the name of a video game company. And um, I asked a question. Apparently, there's more in the pipeline, but 
radio drama is something that I think is due for a comeback because I should write an episode of one of those. I thought you did. Oh yeah, that's right. Is that, I was that working on is that, that in development hell? Is that what they yeah, call it? Yes, okay. that's that's never going to happen. That's a lot of work. I mean, it's it's a lot of work. It's also getting all the people there to do it. Yeah, like and to write in somebody else's voice is really difficult. So right. you know, I got back some really good feedback from them like mm-hmm. a few years ago whenever I submitted it. And it's like, man, the stuff they want me to change, like, I just don't know how I'm able to do this. Right. So, uh, I hope that before I'm dead, I can write a one act play. But other than that, I'm not that creative for drama. When you say the stuff they wanted you to change, were they like, this is good. We can't film this on the budget. We no, have? this is the, this is it's a just audio. Uh, this is just oh, talking. radio show. Oh, yeah, oh, it's a radio oh, show. Okay. It's oh, an old, okay. It's an old timey radio show, uh, in the style of a kind of film, uh, well, I shouldn't say film noir. Kind of a noir detective sensibility. Okay. So it's like the dame was hot for me. All right. You know, I think yeah. I remember them talking about this. Yeah. So it's it, yeah, it's really hard to write in that style. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I feel like radio drama in the kind of podcasting revolution has made that a really prescient and valid totally. form again. So I listen to a lot of those old radio dramas. Mm-hmm. Um, Archive.org is fantastic for just listening to old radio broadcasts, radio yeah. dramas. Megs has a ton of them, so we listen to like nice. suspense in the car. That's and, awesome. Um, my favorite husband, uh, Baby Snooks. That's one Baby of my favorites. Snooks. That sounds good. Yeah. All right, so I have a question. Yes. Should we try sure. playing some password? Okay. Is password this? up. You've, All right. You've been you've been very clearly obsessed with password <clears throat> since the start. Yes. And I don't blame you because password is an excellent game. I I like it because it is entirely an audio game, which is why I think it works well on the radio. So uh-huh. I obviously stole my love or got my love from password from listening to the Donald Mike show, of Michael Mayer show. You know, like listening yeah. to those game shows. Um, Was that a Friday favorite? Was it password? Was Pass- it Friday? Was that a Friday favorite? I don't know. What's a Friday favorite? They always did a game show on Friday. Oh, I just remember Low Budget Jeopardy. They did Low Budget Jeopardy a lot. Yeah, they did a lot of match game. <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. That was a. They did a lot of match. Ma- oh, they did do a lot of match game. Yeah, they, yeah. and they played right. the theme over and over. Yep. That yeah, wasn't they, a joke. Okay. Don and Mike it's, used to do a lot of the match. That, I recently found my gazette tapes, and we're going through like. <laughs> My childhood of past radio recording. Yeah. Oh, I recorded the shit out of the um, Red Hot Chili Peppers Love Roller Coaster when the Beavis and Butthead to America film yeah. came out. Great That's movie, on like all song. of them. Yeah. But then there's just like epic tapes of the Don and Mike show. No yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh, oh. My, my Bobby. Bobby and I were quite obsessed with Don and Mike. Bobby, got it. You should go to uh, paintyourbaldspot.com. Is the reason that we played uh, the match game a few <laughs> like years ago because of Don and Mike playing it? Life oh. Other. Oh, like I'm sure that like, that is my introduction from a lot of these game shows was hearing them on the radio. Um yeah, I've seen them. But I, yeah. I actually was obsessed with the Game Show Network when I was like eight or nine. Okay. Um, we When we we first got cable, we moved to Virginia, and that was like... Uh, do you remember that Media General used to have a channel? It was like Channel 24 mm-hmm. that was a rotating channel. Like, it would be yeah. one channel for two weeks. So when we got here in the summer between like my third and fourth grade year, it was just like Game Show Network. All I watched. Okay. Like, match game all day. Um old game shows love it still will watch any of those like all day is the Card game show Sharks? network still a full-time cable network it is and it's not as good because okay. they have mostly original programming now which that. are mostly hackneyed revivals of old of old game shows okay i want to watch like 70s people talk about things uh, or 50s or 50s people. people i was delighted that you had found one of those winston intros yeah because any video you look up the Winston promotion is not subtle. Like, not only will they sometimes be smoking on set, but just massive, like, Winston signs, like, near the podium. Oh, so good. 
Tastes good like a cigarette should. Crap. These things. Um, here, I'm just, I'll this, is the, this is the first time that Password has been played, so yes. there's a little bit of setup happening. Here. Uh, I ripped some of the cards, but I'm just going to toss out some cards. So okay. The way it'll work is we'll do uh, 30 seconds, and it's five words. One point per word except for the fifth word, which is worth two points. Um, we could do – we'll do teams. Adam, you want to be on my team? Yup. All right. And then Jay and Kevin, you will be the other team. Sounds good. There's no themes, right? This is just uh, to the, just to the, they're just random words. words. Yep. So you will have to pass your cards back and forth on your team, but I will uh, I'll throw some of these to the other so side. How are we going to time it? Do you have like a uh, sand timer, or do you want to use your? Phone I have this or? great timer on my computer, and when it ends, a wolf howls. Oh, it's the Warren Zevon werewolves. Like, who decided to make that app? I have an app where it quacks for the last ten seconds of the countdown, and then a wolf howls. It's called Howler Timer. That sounds like a Chuck Testa production. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Chuck Testa. Good. That was, that was a good back and forth. Thank you. Okay, so <laughs> the way it would work is, I'll say a one-word clue. You have to guess what it is, and then we just go back and forth. What happens or if he doesn't just, guess it? Can I just? I don't have to wait for him to guess it. I can just say words. Keep going. I think he has to. I think he has to say something each time. Okay. All right. So, how does he know when he got it right and you're moving on? I'll, I'll nod or and, and move. On. Yeah, I'll nod. You, yeah, just say I'll, yes. Say yes. Correct. Yeah. Say correct. Okay. So I'm doing card 88B. You've positioned it here. All right. Let me get the timer app. 60 seconds. Stop. What? What timer? When timer ends? Or 30. Seconds. Oh. Or 30 seconds. Yeah. 60 seconds? Or th- I forget. Uh, 30 seconds. Okay. Oops. Can I do 30 seconds? I can't do 30 seconds on the timer. I can only do minutes. What? Is the paid version uh, smaller? I can do... Is, I'll, I'll just use a stopwatch, and I'll just say time. Oh, you're right. All right. Okay. All right. Your time begins... Wait a minute. Okay. Now. Offensive. Blasphemy. Mean. Uh... Uh, vindictive. Um, uh, Remember, you can pass, Jay. Uh, yeah, pass. Oh, um, like feathered. Uh, boa. Uh, confused. Um, plummoxed. Uh, plummoxed. Flummoxed. Uh, uh. Air airheaded. Uh pass. <laughs> These are really hard. Uh books. Tapes. Sources. Citations. Citations. Footnotes. Indexes. Tables of contents. Uh end. Credits. Um Works cited. Bibliography. List, list, bibliography, yes. Um Man. Woman. Person. Time. Human. All right, that was a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. We got uh, one at least. The first word; these are hard. The first word was rude. The second was fluster. Ooh, I said uh, that was close. Yeah, it was, you were close. That's why I kept saying the words back. Do we want to? Do we want to do a minute? Is that? Yeah, why not? All right, because then I can actually use the timer app. Right, so can you give me the decoder, please? Yeah. Okay. Oh, then you guys, you guys are going now, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll flip it and, and throw it to you. Okay. Oh, they're oh they're double sided. That's right. Yeah, so they actually have they have five on the top, five on the bottom, and then five on the back. Five on the back bottom. Good use of space. Back bottom, back bottom. Oh, back bottom, dang line. <laughs> <laughs> just give me a chill. 
All right, put 60 seconds on the clock. Adam. Uh, incredible. Fantastic. Green. Earth. Superhero. Lantern. Uh, smash. Hulk. Um, adjective? Hulky. Hulking. Uh, yes, correct. <laughs> um, airplane. Airport. Uh, trip. Sky. Uh, air. Flight. Yes. All right, number three. Radical. Tubular. Far out. Awesome. Similar. All right. Uh, uh, pass. Okay. Uh, pointy. Sharp. You're correct. In addition to, or uh, it, additionally. Um. <laughs> 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 What's that? Right. Was up. That was so great. All right, the words, uh, I couldn't get you to say groovy. Mm. And Most people can't. The additionally was also. 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 That's uh, hard. Three points. Uh, Kevin, or some, does, is someone near a, a pen so I can keep score? Um, I don't see There's one. There's a pen on the bed right here. Oh. Here, you are inducted into the Pen 15 Club. <laughs> All right, I'm going to throw this to Adam. Are you going to keep score? <laughs> you keeping score? Wah, wah. Oh, sorry. Yes. So, how many did uh, you guys get you in your first we round? We have one. One. All right. So, the first round, we have one. You guys have three. Okay. Team Okio Weber has one. Oh, wait. What? I can't read this. Is it in Russian? Whatever. I got it. I got it. Okay. Okay. Right. So, should I tell you when to start? Or uh, I will say. Okay. Your time begins now. Temperature. Hot. Uh, um, Mega Man. Uh, uh, Miami. Heat. Yes. Uh, start. Stop. Um, retard. Slow. Pass. Um, forage. Find. Dead. Uh, exhume. Pass. Pickle. Vinegar. Sweet. Cucumber. Pass. <laughs> Allen. Parson. Robin. Hood. <laughs> Come on. Canadian. <laughs> uh, thick. <laughs> yeah. All right. You you missed uh, pause for number two. Uh, okay. Scavenger, which I Ooh. did not help you mm. with, and gherkin. Sweet gherkin. pickle. Gherkin. Sweet pickle. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that was two points. Yeah. All right. <laughs> thick. Alan and Robin. <laughs> Alan Partridge. <laughs> oh, Parsons. It was Parsons. Parsons. Yeah, Parsons. Yeah. Robin Hood. <laughs> Canadian. Canadian. Said it like a non-Canadian person would say Canadian. Brian Butterfield. Brian Butterfield. All right. Adam, ready? The results have been 60 seconds on the clock. (laughs) Go. Cure. Heal. 
Vaccine. Uh, shot. Disease. Um, uh, antidote. Yes. Uh, sparrow. Crow. Seagull. Bird. Yes. Explain. Uh, say. Elucidate. Elaborate. Reveal. Illustrate. Expose. Pass. Poipus. Dolphin. Yes. <laughs> That's all five. Going back to the other one. Oh, my gosh. Um, C. Teach. Explain. Evidence. Detail. Describe. Uh, clarify. Clarify. Oh, and I skipped one. I skipped oh. number three. <laughs> well, that sucks. <laughs> so I don't know if we get bonus for five, but we yeah. got numbers one, two, and five. Well, you we have to get all five to get the bonus. It's not just the fifth one. Wompy womp. What did you skip? Are you allowed to say? It was bite. Yeah. We bite. totally could have got that one. Yeah, too. you could have got that one. All right, so we got two. Should have said butter. Melt. <laughs> Clarify. <laughs> Claritin. All right. Next up, next team. All right. All right. I'm not, I'm Six, not excited about this. 60 seconds. Jay, you begin. Okay. Working. Class. Well. Labor. Um, successful. Promoted. Mm. Whole foods. Um, <laughs> some. Partial? Correct. Nice. Um, uh, uh, console. Grief. Um, encourage. Uh, uh, attitude? Um, helpful. Advice? Pass. Uh, numb. Pain. Shot. Vaccine? D- dentist. Novocaine. Correct. Uh, Christmas. Tree. Uh, uh, sorry. That one was candy cane. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, what was the hard one? There was this guy. <laughs> okay. The first one was effective. Okay. And then you got partial reassure. Reassure. Okay. I would not have no. taken mm-hmm. So we got two Novocaine and partial. All right. Yeah. Two points on the board. Right. Teams, Teams Jay and game. Kevin. Uh, Adam, you want to send that back here? Oh. You need this. I do need that. Like, <laughs> it's not going to work. Nope. It's just not going to work. You need to. Learn it actually how to would aim. probably make more sense for. You and Kevin just swap back and forth, and then Jay and I can swap back and forth, because at least it's not going on the ground. It's all very true. All right. I will get another game board in here. Okay. Um, 60 seconds starts now. Um, Self. Person. Uh, autonomous. Aware. Um. Uh, pass. 
uh, let's see. Begin. Start. Journey. Quest. Uh, leave. Trek. Uh, trek. Trip. Um, Depart. Uh, pass. Government. Politics. National. Uh, Congress. <laughs> President. Uh, investigate Bureau. Investigation. FBI. F- federal. Fe- yes, federal. <laughs> um, d- damn it. Oh, are, are we hard. allowed to guess? Mo- just keep saying words? No, not really. Is not, it one-to-one? Yeah, one? it's going to be one-to-one. Okay, fine. You know yeah. what, guys? Fine. Damn it. So the first one was independent. Number two was embark. Mm. You got federal. We didn't make it to pedicure or adjoining. No, we never do. Yeah. We never do. We never okay, so to... one point. Okay. One point. One point. So I say we make this the last round on the podcast. Okay. That yes. works? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the yeah, question is, if you like this, we, we could play this in the future. We could. We could play more of it. The question is, do the listeners like it? No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. If you. If you. The emphatic you. You. You guys. You, you guys. All right. So here we go. Ready? <laughs> yep. Start. School. Bus. Airplane. Uh, field trip. Enter. T- terminal? Pass. Joe's. <laughs> Eat. Beef. Uh, <laughs> pasta. Imprecise. <laughs> Meatballs. Pass. <laughs> Vegetable. Soup. Strawberry. Seeds. Grapes. Salad. Apple. Fruit. Yes. Grape salad. <laughs> Advertising. Um, commercial. Winston's. Uh, sponsor. Pass. Um, ninety pajamas. Okay, so pajama. First one was bored, and I was being too abstract, like bored of playing school board. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh sorry. Okay. Second one was sloppy, sloppy Joe's. Yeah, imprecise. Oh. Uh, third was fruit. You got Shoot, fourth was slogan. Grape salad. Oh, but it's hard to say slogan when you can only say one word. And then fifth was slip nighty, but that got slip. Yeah, yeah, that was anyway. The this is really hard. This is hard. I'm also quite bad. <laughs> Okay. Take it home. All right. Last one. We Okay, so the score right now. What did you Sorry, how many did you get that last round? Just one. Just right? one. Okay. So, the score right now is 6 to 6. So, if we get one right, Adam and I will win the game. Damn it. We can do that. We can do that. All right. 60 seconds on the clock. Our time begins now. Encourage. Promote. Child. Uh cheer. Bananas. Bunch. Uh, pass. Okay. Brother. Sister. Yes, correct. Uh, next, solo. Uh, group. Alone. Lonesome. Solitary. Uh, by oneself. Double. Double. 
Uh, together. Alone. Alone and double. Uh, 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 very alone. One. Singular. No. Uh, solitary. Uh, <laughs> one. <laughs> Once. Pass. Individual. Water. What? Plaza. Fountain. Yes. Um, no. <laughs> I am interested in what I hear. Uh, the first one was Foster. It was Foster was the first one. Foster. Oh, yeah. That's Enc- encourage a child. Encourage yeah. child. Oh, okay. Bananas. The single. You said singular. Oh, single. Yeah. And then you got Fountain. So, and you got Sister, so you got two. Cool. Yeah, we won. Yay. Congrats, well, good. Well, that's that's the, day three. That's it for <laughs> our MacFest podcast. Good, good times. We got people bopping in. We beep, got things beep bopping. Happening. I did not realize that your brother had walked in, so I looked behind me and just saw a random dude, and I was like, like uh, I, he uh, welcome to the room. He hasn't stabbed us yet, so we're probably that's okay. Probably okay. It's the Hotline Miami approach. If I was meant to be dead, I would be dead at this yeah. point. So mm. anyway, but really good. Mag- this is probably our last podcast of MagFest. Yes, this is great MagFest. Yeah, I felt good. I felt fantastic both mornings. I know that makes a world of difference. Whoa, um, panels have been good. Lots of game time. People have been excellent. Mm-hmm. It's very great. Yeah, I look forward to doing it again next year. Let's yeah, let's plan on it. All right, we'll be back uh, in a couple few short weeks. With a regular episode. Regular ass edition yep. of Low Score Podcast. Jay, if people like these special editions after our style, what should they do? They should go to Twitter mm-hmm. and say, okay, at Low Score Podcast, I guess I'll try to play Windjammers. All right.